Unique to this, though, is over the last decade, believe it or not, we have never had an opportunity to be able to advocate for a child that has Down syndrome or any child, for that matter, here domestically up until recently. Okay, welcome to another episode of See the Miracle podcast. Excited to be able to share about a really cool experience that we had here in Utah that we've been working on over the last 30 days about a little boy who has Down syndrome named Jackson. Jackson is 11 years old and we've been advocating for him. I'd love to share with you about the background of how this all came about. So it is quite a remarkable story that uh, I do believe will have a happy ending. So um, for the last decade, Rod's Heroes, um, Andrea and I, Rod's Heroes, our team has been advocating for orphaned children that have Down syndrome that live internationally. So we've been advocating for international adoption. Um, we have our son, Nash, who's 15, who is our biological son. We have Cooper, who is 11. He is our son we adopted from China in 2011, I'm sorry, 2016. And uh, Andrea and I have firsthand experience around adoption, internationally speaking. We've seen dozens and dozens of families, helped dozens and dozens of families adopt internationally. So for over a decade, that's been our primary focus with Rod's Heroes. I will say for a number of months now, myself and our team have been feeling like there is work to be done here domestically for orphan children that have Down syndrome, and other special needs, and quite frankly, for all orphaned children. In fact, my wife and I were fortunate to be able to do foster care a number of years ago, a couple of years ago, where we fostered two beautiful little girls and were able to adopt them after fostering them for three years. So we have firsthand experience in foster care, and I believe that everything happens for a reason. That's really when our heart really started to open up towards domestic adoption. Unique to this, though, is over the last decade, believe it or not, we have never had an opportunity to be able to advocate for a child that has Down syndrome or any child, for that matter, here domestically up until recently. So we had a little miracle that transpired. Um, back up about a month and a half ago, it was the first part of March, and I got a text message from a friend of mine by the name of Greg Paul. Greg is an individual that was my neighbor uh, before we moved to Highland three years ago. Uh, Greg lives in Alpine here in Utah and is a great, great guy. In fact, his claim to fame is he's the first person and I think still the only person to summit Mount Everest with two, uh, two knee replacements. He's had both of his knees replaced. He is an incredible individual. And he's also an inspired man. Greg reached out to me and said, Brady, I want uh, your story about what you guys are doing with Rod's Heroes to be told on the news. And so I reached out to a news reporter that I know by the name of Lee Benson. Lee is part of the Deseret News, and he's a longtime reporter. And I told him about your guys' story, and he wants to do a, a, do a, a newspaper article with you. Like, amazing, let's do it. And so Lee reaches out, and we schedule a time. And we meet, and I share the story and history of Rod's Heroes about a month ago. He wanted to publish the story on uh, Deseret News on World Down Syndrome Day, or right about on World Down Syndrome Day, which would be March 21st. And it went great. Sure enough, on, December, on March 19th, the 
article posted on Deseret News and the very next day, KSL uh, picked it up and posted it as well. That afternoon on March 20th, we got an email out of the blue from an attorney in, uh, in Utah that's a, a guardian ad litem representing children that are in, uh, in the foster care system, reached out to us and said, uh, hey, Rod's Heroes, I saw this article about the work that you're doing to help advocate for children with Down syndrome. Would you guys be able to help a child that I have been helping that has been as part of my caseload uh, for a number of years now that has Down syndrome? His name's Jackson. He's 11. He told us all about Jackson. So it was a it was a touching story. It was also a bit of a heartbreaking story. It often is the case with uh, children in foster care. But nevertheless, there's a child that needs a family. And we said, this is amazing. We've been waiting for this opportunity. We are all over this opportunity. And we went to work. We were able to be in touch with Jackson's caseworker with uh, Division of Child and Family Services, DCFS. Uh, she was amazing. And she said, yes, absolutely. Let's advocate for this child. And we said, what we really want to do is to be able to do a video with this child, similar to the videos that we've done for other children, like the children in Columbia this last year. And she said, that would be wonderful. Let's do it. So we arranged for a time. The goal was that we would have that video done prior to April 1st. We wanted to have it uh, created and edited and distributed by April 1st was the goal. And so we had about 10 days or so to be able to pull that off. We had an appointment scheduled. And as the time was coming up, unfortunately, we got a, a text message from uh, Jackson's caseworker that said, we're not going to be able to do the video um, because Jackson, uh, where he's currently staying, there's an individual who's not feeling well and we can't do the video. So kind of a bummer. We thought about it and we said, we still want to do an Instagram post about Jackson if possible. And we reached back out to his caseworker and said, is there any way we could just use a picture? If there's a picture we could get of Jackson, we'll make a post about Jackson. Just do the best with a, with a single picture. Sure enough, we were able to get access to a picture that we were authorized to be able to post. They gave us permission. And on April 2nd, it was a Sunday morning, we posted a picture about Jackson on our Instagram channel. There was over 400 families that shared it. It has over 2,000 engagement or likes. And, uh, and most importantly, in the next 48 hours over that Sunday and Monday, we had over 50 families most of which were here in Utah, but all throughout the country, um, reach out to us saying, we'd like to inquire about adopting Jackson. And it was, it was amazing. It was humbling. It was exciting. It just felt so good to be able to take this little boy who's been in the system for, for some time now, and who's in his, his own proverbial way, kind of tucked away to be able to get his picture and his story out there and, 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 just him out there and have these families come flooding in and just passionately flooding in saying, we feel strongly about advocate or about adopting this child. With such an overwhelming response, we immediately responded to these families and said, um, thank you so much for inquiring. Jackson is a wonderful young man. Um, we've had an overwhelming response, a humbling response. And, you know, if it doesn't work out to adopt Jackson, we'd like to see if you would be open to considering adopting another child that has um, that is like Jackson. There's many children like this in the system in Utah, all throughout the country, but we're focusing here on Utah. 
would you be open to considering adopting another child if it didn't work out with Jackson? And by and large, the response was overwhelmingly positive of families saying, yes, absolutely. We feel something. We want to be a part of this. And we, and in many cases, had said, we feel strongly like we are prepared to adopt. And they tell us a little bit about their story and their background, some of which live on a farm and other actually already have a home study done and other have adopted children with Down syndrome or other special needs and feel specifically prepared for this. And so there's just many families right here in our state that are ready and willing to be able to do this. And so we were just on fire when we had this happen. We took that information and we reached back out to DCFS and said, great news. This is what happened. What should we do now? So as I said, we're typically only working and advocating for children on an international level. So this is a little bit new for us on how to work in within the state system, within DCFS. And they said, well, let's, let's take a look. And uh, our caseworker, Jackson's caseworker, was able to introduce us to her um, direct report Wonderful man, excited about the possibilities, what this could be. We had a wonderful conversation and it just started the process. So we're a couple, two, two and a half weeks or so into it from that um, initial, you know, initial reach out on March 20th from the Guardian Ad Litem. So as we're researching more and in everyday continuous contact, there was, um, they told us about an organization that they are working with closely. In fact, that has the state contract to help advocate for kids like Jackson. And that organization is called Raise the Future. And so I really haven't had any exposure or any, any uh, background with Raise the Future. And I said, I'd love to meet Raise the Future. Maybe we could have a collaborative partnership and relationship to where we can help them advocate for these kids. And as I reached out to Raise the Future, after a few days, we were able to get a meeting and I was able to meet now with two different individuals from Raise the Future, both amazing people, very positive and very much heart in the right place for advocating for these kids. I learned that they um, they have a state contract with, um, with the state through DCFS and their role is to be able to advocate for these children. And the first step that they do is they look for next of kin. And so when a child comes into the system, they look to see if there's an aunt or an uncle, a cousin, a old school teacher, somebody that the child already knows and is uh, trying to explore to see if they would explore or consider permanent placement for the child, which makes so much sense. I love that. Love that aspect. And then after they do that for a number of months, uh, assuming that they can't find a next of kin, then it would go to the next, uh, it would go to foster care or families that don't know Jackson to be able to advocate. And that's essentially where we're at with Jackson right now. So we're like, when we talk to them, we're like, we got great news. We've got this huge list of families. And by the way, a couple of weeks, number of weeks had passed by now. And these families are reaching out to us and like on, on a daily basis asking what's the status and, and how can we learn more and what can we do next? And we just said, like, thank you for your patience. We're doing our best to be able to learn everything we can and, and get this child to a place where he's able to be adopted. So as we met with Raise the Future and with uh, with Jackson's caseworker with DCFS, now we're just waiting for um, we're just waiting for uh, uh, the bio and so to come from DCFS. This is as of today. So today is let's see, April 17th. So we're almost a month into it now. Crazy how time flies, but we're a month into it. And that's exactly the point where we're at is we're waiting 
for DCFS, um, what they said is they need to get a regional director, I don't know who that is, but a, a regional person, a supervisor with DCFS to approve for us to be able to share the bio with Jackson. And so from Rod's Hero standpoint, we're just thankful that we get to advocate for these children and be able to, um, in particular, find Jackson at home. We're here ready to lead and also ready to be led. Um, we're very thankful that we get to explore a partnership with DCFS as well as Raise the Future, both incredible organizations and obviously doing a lot of good for the families here in the state. And so for those families that are out there that are um, waiting uh, to, to be able to hopefully someday meet Jackson or even explore further adopting Jackson, thank you for your patience. We will continue to give updates. Keep an eye on our social media channel at Rod's Heroes is our Instagram channel. We'll be posting updates there regularly. In addition, um, we're exploring and looking for different ways to be able to keep you know everybody in the loop because I know you're anxious. And what we're finding as well is there's also families and, and individuals who maybe aren't in a position to adopt Jackson, but that have actually heard about his story and are uh, excited to follow it. And so they wanna follow the story. So we're looking for the best ways to be able to um, provide those updates. We actually even believe a, like an advocacy blog, um, we may create one of those and post that to our website that we can give real-time updates as they become available and just be able to follow this child's uh, journey all the way through the end. And I expect him to have a family here and I don't know how long it'll take, but, but hopefully no time at all. Cause I know there's a lot of families out there ready and willing to do this. So closing thought. For over a decade, I've been um, I've been advocating for children, and in particular, children with special needs. And um, my it's been my nights and weekends job is what I would describe it as. And so, um, I uh, professionally work in the financial services uh, uh, industry. That's where I'm at right now. Um, is just wrapping up my day uh, here uh, with my my company, but. Uh, I've, I've learned in business, like you got to go out and you got to make it happen. And in the nonprofit space, you got to go out and you got to make it happen. But in the nonprofit space in particular, when advocating for children with special needs, you just see miracles and you see things happen and mountains get moved that you just, you can't make this stuff up. And there's no other logical explanation than there is a divine hand that is protecting and helping as many of, the, many of these children as possible. And there's amazing people out there that just a small impression, a small inclination opens up the floodgates. And in this case, you know, Greg Paul had a feeling in his heart that he should reach out to a, a news reporter and tell him about Rod's Heroes. And that led to the news reporter doing an article. And that led to a, an article being published that a guardian ad litem randomly happens um, to see this article and feels in their heart that maybe they should reach out and and be able to inquire if we can help this child, uh, which causes us to be able to do a social media post of which dozens and dozens of families feel in their heart that maybe they can help this child. And, and in doing so is going to open up opportunities for even more children here in our great state of Utah to be able to be adopted. And so going back on this, I know 100% that there is a divine hand in this work and that these children are loved. And I know in my heart that there is a family for every single child 
out there that currently does not have a loving parent figure to care for them. I know that. I know that. And the work that our organization is called to do is to be able to bridge that gap and inspire those hearts of families who are in a position to be able to accept and, and bring in a loving or a child and love them um, to be able to answer that call. And it's been incredible to get to do this over the last decade. I can't wait to be able to do this for the rest of my life. So we'll keep you posted on Jackson and uh, excited to be able to give updates as they become available. Have a good one.